from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. It is the very beginning of free agency week. We have a lot that is going to be coming down. We're going to finish up taking a look at what the Chiefs need to do moving forward here today. When we talk about Tyron Matthew and the extension that I believe is coming, as well as the cornerback group, I want to let you know as well, tomorrow we're going to have our first conversation ever with Nate Tice of The Athletic and of their football podcast over at The Athletic with uh, Robert Mays. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You guys will dig that. And Matt Derrick will be back with us again tomorrow as well. We're going to check in with Matt as free agency goes on because there are a lot of things that are going to go on. We are brought to you today by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. Chris will join me here in a bit, but Patrick Mahomes did something, or the Chiefs got something done with Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about this with Matt tomorrow more in depth. Uh, but did something you know, after we had recorded for the week, so we were kind of out of it. But I want to go over the numbers because what they were able to do is that they converted his roster bonus. You'll remember that when the Mahomes contract was signed, uh, we were very confounded by, hey, this is an interesting way to structure a deal for a franchise quarterback by putting all this money into roster bonuses because they're convertible. So you can do anything that you want with the different volume of that roster bonus. Like This year, it was quite large, and they did elect what they did on Friday was to convert all of it into signing bonus, which does prorate the cap hit across his contract, but frees up cap space. And they have the option to do that in its entirety like they did this time, but in coming years, they could do that in proportions as well. Uh, they could do just you know half of it or whatever they need it is kind of a well that they can go back to over and over to generate cap space. By converting it, they pay Patrick out. Uh, and especially in the way this is structured, uh, they are basically getting it almost the same time as, as his roster bonus would have been paid out anyway. So it's nearly exactly the same, except for the way that it hits the Chiefs' books. And that's what we need Matt's input on. He'll explain it all to us in further detail tomorrow. But the bottom line is that conversion allows them to pay him out, spread out the cap hit, and drop his number from $24.8 million, which is what he was slated to be against the cap in 2021, drops it all the way down to 7.4. Now, that is a huge deal. And as we stand right now, after the recalculations, the, the two sources that we have for the, the actual cap number do vary a little bit as we sit right here today on Sunday recording. There are somewhere between 12 and just under $14 million in cap space for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They are done. If they choose to do nothing else in terms of deals with their current players, they could go into the draft and accomplish signing their draft class. Now, that frees them up to do some things in free agency. I don't think they're going to maintain all that space. I think they're going to use it. We're going to talk about that tomorrow and, and starting to look at free agent targets because the other thing that they could do right now is extend Tyron Matthew. And we're hearing that that is coming. We're just not sure when. So we're going to talk about that coming up here after the break. And then we're going to get into the cornerback spot. What kind of priority is it? How do you make this defense better in 2021 to keep up with what the Chiefs have to do on the offensive side of the ball? That's all coming up next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. 
But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is here. That means bracket challenges. Join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group over on ESPN. Submit your picks, beat the favorite hosts, and if you win, you'll get a chance for an appearance here on Locked On Today, our daily news podcast. If I would have told you two years ago heading into free agency that Kansas City was going to cut Eric Berry and they were going to lose the leadership of Eric Berry and Justin Houston in the same offseason, and yet they would be in a better position two years later uh, because they would have signed a free agent safety to replace Eric Berry. I would have, I would think that I was crazy saying that, <laughs> but I mean, I think we have to both admit that they were in a better situation the past two years than they ever were with Barry and Houston together. I, I can't argue with you. And as much as I'm a Justin Houston fan, um, and I know that he's, he's going to be available out there. I don't know that he can come help this team. It's one of the few guys that started as a 3-4 linebacker that can actually be that big defensive end we talked about yesterday. Um, but I think the difference is, is the way the game has changed. In the time frame from when Eric was drafted until he got hurt, made his miraculous recovery, things changed to the point that it is more about coverage. It is less about hitting. It is less about being an enforcer like the the quote-unquote strong safety that he always was. And I think that's why Tyron Matthew is a better fit for today's game than Eric is. And I won't disagree with you, but I think the bigger thing that he brought to this team that I didn't expect that he could replace, and the thing that scared me when they were releasing Barry and Houston, was I didn't know where the leadership would come from. Mm -hmm. And to get Tyron Matthew and see what he's done and been for this roster has been huge. And you know, I think that's the biggest thing here is when we start looking at what Tyron has meant to this team, it, obviously it's not an open checkbook and you can't give him a check for whatever, you know, a blank check like Patrick Mahomes got. But his value to this team goes so far beyond what he has been paid so far from Kansas City that if he's one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL, I'm going to be okay with it. And yes, it'll be a little bit difficult to deal with in the next couple of years, but I think they need to do it. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And, and he's coming off a career high in interceptions. He's coming off a number of things. I mean, back-to-back Super Bowls. That's largely because of the defense's performance because of him. So it, it sets up the fact that you extend Tyron Matthew because you need him in that secondary. It's very, very young otherwise. Uh, at this point, Dan Sorensen is still undecided as we realize as we record this. But extending Tyron Matthew allows you the cap space that you need to fill in, because I do think that there needs to be yet a further evolution of the safety spot in particular, but the 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 secondary in general as well, as they're getting younger, you don't expect Bashad Breeland back at this point. I think he will have a contract elsewhere. They're young at the corner spot. Uh, they need to have safeties that can direct them, and players talk about on this roster how Tyron directs them. It's not just inspirational. It's not just leadership. It is technical teaching out there as well. I think that's something that, that lies underneath. It doesn't get talked about enough either. Yeah, he is, he's a, I don't know. Jim rat doesn't really sound right for him. He's a film rat. I mean, he is 
the guy that is always in, in crunching and film. And there's not anything you could really want more than having a player of his skill set and his ability that is willing to put in the work in the film room. Because when you get to that point and you have that guy, it changes everything for the rest of your team. Because then you have a guy that can be a leader in all aspects for you. He is a leader in the way he plays on the field. And he is a leader because he has the best instincts in the game and is able to show you time in and time out. He knows what's coming and that builds trust around everybody else. Yeah. And and you have to have that guy up top that sets the table for everyone else. And quite frankly, I, I think you saw that with the safety play that they got this last year. I think Dan Sorensen has played his best with Tyra Manning, period. Uh, we don't know if Sorensen will be back. I think Thornhill recovered and I think played best not only at the end of the season, but when uh, Tyron's able to roam. And I think that that's also going to go into how they address the personnel in this safety unit here well, coming up. And I'm glad you bring up Thornhill because I really do think that if he gets back to being a hundred percent, like I think he was really close to the end of the season, I have a hard time saying that the chiefs won't be one of the top five safety duos in the NFL, maybe even top three. Yeah. It, I think Thornhill be. has the speed and has the ability to do things that, you know, Tyron Matthew has the ability to do everything really at the back end. But Thornhill gives you the deep cover ability and the ability to play that free safety position. I think he can do phenomenal. So Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think they're not alone. I think they're going to augment as well. Um, there's There are a couple of players, one in particular that really stands out to me, and I'll give you guys a rundown of the, the corners slash safeties here coming up in the, the next couple of weeks before the draft. Um, but one in particular that I think, there's a new concept of rather than playing your three safety set with one of them being a true linebacker, I think they want to go to a single linebacker set. I think depending on who they get to fill that role, I think eventually that can come down to that. I'm not sure if it's going to be Willie uh, as a solo linebacker on that field, but if you're going to stay in that dime look, if you want to play more match coverage like we saw them do down the stretch, the back half of the season, I think that allows you to have kind of a double robber kind of concept with a guy, additional resources that can play both nickel corner and safety. Maybe that means they're smaller. Maybe that means they're just that quick. And again, we go back to that conversation earlier in the week about a twitchy wide receiver, not necessarily a guy with super long speed. Same thing for these underneath nickel guys. Uh, I think it all comes back to Tyron being the linchpin that allows them to expand and change what they do all around that I think maybe can, again, combat some of the things that offenses are going to do to try to keep putting up points against the Chiefs. Yeah, and the question I'm going to have if they get to that point and they want to continue, they want to go into that direction is how are you going to stop the run? Because at some point you have to be able to do that and you have to figure that out. So I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying that they have to have a plan in place and that becomes even more important like what we talked about yesterday when you start talking about you know defensive ends and the type of defensive end. If you know that's kind of how you want to play, then your defensive end is going to change a little bit too because you absolutely have to have somebody that is 100% disciplined and going to stay in their lane and stop the run and stop people from getting outside because you can't have that uh, in that type of defense absolutely. where you're already going to be small and outsized. And we, we've we already discussed the linebackers. We'll probably circle back to them next week because that does affect them as well. But it also changes what you can do and what you have to have from your cornerback set and how you get there. We're going to talk about that coming up next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber 
amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. Their daily matchups as all the high-powered flavors go head-to-head. Go to BuiltBar.com or at BuiltBar on Twitter. Check out the matchup and vote in the Built Bar bracket. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back and see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. I'm glad you brought up corners. And I'm glad that we're going to be talking about this because one of the keys and one of the reasons that I think this all goes back to me three years ago, four years ago when Kansas City traded away Marcus Peters. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't have a corner like that on this team. You can't have a guy that is not willing to tackle. And if there's, say what you want about Shavarius Ward, say what you want about Luxurious Sneed, although I think Sneed played very well. Uh, say what you want about any of the corners that Kansas City's always had in the past couple of years. They've been very willing tacklers. Mm-hmm. Ward throws his body around out there. Sneed throws his body around out there. And yes, I understand you have to protect yourself somewhat. But that also gets started and starts with Tyron Matthew because he's always doing that too. I mean, one of my favorite one of my favorite clips of Matthew this season was him getting just completely Demolished. obliterated by I can't remember who it was, but it was a tackle, wasn't it? Yeah, or I think was it was it a guard. It might have been Teller or Batonio. I thought it was one of the guards. Okay, okay, it was Teller. I think is I think you're right. I think he was you know a pulling guard and just smashed Matthew, but he's still talking crap when he gets up. He's like, we still made the play. But the point is, is Matthew is willing to give his body up to do what he needed to be done. And honestly, you look back at what Marcus Peters was and people wanted Peters here and I get it. But if you're going to run this type of defense, you can't have corners that are going to get out of the way when a running back's coming at them. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, it comes back to Tyron being the leader, obviously being a safety, but he's also a nickel corner. And so you have that leadership come down the pike in this group. As willing as they are, I think that's something, A, that you have to look at when you're evaluating corners in this draft, and it is something high on my list, is whether they're fully rounded. Yes, they have to have speed. Yes, they have to be able to mirror. But there are a lot of guys in this particular draft that are better at off coverage and zone than they are at man and defeating blocks and getting able to shed not only wide receivers, but but get in contact with tight ends and pulling linemen and be able to shed those and make plays. That's I think a lower availability in this class than we've seen in a couple of years back. So that brings you back to who's going to do that. All those guys are willing. I think honestly, DeAndre Baker was willing. If it wasn't for the injury, I thought he was showing good blitz. He'll eventually return. I think Rashad Fenton is scared of no man at this point. So I'm comfortable with that too. But they all come back to this thing for me. So Chavarius Ward is the oldest guy in the room at this point. Because I don't think Rashad's going to make it back. If he does, great. You can argue about, you know, the fact that he gave up penalties and that kind of thing. Rashad's always given up penalties. It's it's penalties versus turnovers and PBUs. It's always been that argument. I do feel that they need a veteran presence at the cornerback spot to be that link back to Tyron, to be that extension, a guy in the cornerback room watching film in the meetings every day when you're not with the safeties, that is the leadership aspect within that group. Yep. And I will say this. The one thing I think really helps them is even if they don't get that guy, 
they have a guy like Sam Madison that's in there. And you have a guy that's played in the league that can show that leadership ability in that aspect. Yes, he's a coach, and yes, it's not the same thing, but they know he's been in they know he's been in the situation before. They know he's been successful. And I think that also helps. Yeah, it definitely does. And you know, they always say that teams take on the personality of their coaches. Well, position rooms take on the personality of their coaches as well. And so it all feeds into that. I'm just thinking that it can't be a draft only solution for the evolution of the cornerback group, which I do think is evolving at this point. If Traveris Ward doesn't take another step forward, I think he he lost his momentum this last season. If he doesn't get back moving forward and better, I don't think he will return after 2021. And so you have to not only get younger, but you have to have the leadership piece. And that comes back to free agency. Corners and free agency are tough. Um, <laughs> That's putting it nicely. Value is something that is a foreign concept for that position in free agency. But luckily, I, and I'm going to turn, I'm going to flip this to the, the sunny side because I do feel that the one years that we're going to see in so many veterans across the league, this particular offseason is actually perfect timing for what the Chiefs need to be the bridge until Legereus and Rashad are the leadership within that group. Yeah, and I do think that it's, it's possible, again, like we've talked about, and I, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I and I hate doing it, but it is the same thing that we've been talking about all week as well. There's going to be bloodletting this week. I think that there could be corners that are that are let go. It's not, It's going to affect every single position. It's going to affect every single team in different ways, shape, or form. So maybe there's going to be some free agent corners that are available. And it goes back to also the draft situation where maybe somebody drafts a corner that they didn't think that they were going to get. So they held on to somebody. And then after the draft, they're releasing somebody. Uh, Kansas City could be building from a lot of different positions in a lot of different ways this, this offseason. The big question is, is how are you going to uh, put this roster together? And I think that Kansas City and Brett Beach have done a pretty good job about getting it to where you have the key pieces. Now it's just building blocks around it. Uh, and if you can continue to do that. And and the nice thing that you've seen is that, you know, and you start looking at some redrafts and Sneed would, you know, can be considered maybe a first round pick by some people now. Well, if each can go find a guy like Sneed last year, he could probably find another guy similar, uh, you know, maybe not as good, but at least similar in, as per, in somebody that could be productive and helpful for you for years to come in this draft. So maybe you're able to get another guy like Snead in, in the fourth or fifth round this year. Yeah. I got a list of six of them and it's about upside and potential. Not that, like you said, that they will pay off that way, but I do want to mention this before we wrap this, this concept of the top 20 graded corners on PFF, five of them are veteran free agents this year. And that's just right now. Again, we will see more cuts coming. So I, do not be surprised that once the Chiefs iron out what their bottom line is, that they have some some room to maneuver if they don't look at, at a cheap one year for some veteran. It might not be a superstar, but you guys might not even be happy with it. But just to provide that experience within the room. Well, and honestly, the question becomes is, you know, you know, Sneed's going to be a starter. Sneed is going to be a starter. Fenton is probably going to be a starter. Ward is going to be a starter. So right now you're looking at, you know, who's going to be your number four corner. Now, can you upgrade those positions? Yes. Are you going to be able to bring in somebody that's going to upgrade those positions and be able to pay them? That's really going to be a tall order, especially at the corner position. So if you're going to draft somebody 
or if you're going to bring in somebody, it's more likely going to be somebody you're going to draft, or it's going to be a depth guy that's probably not going to be a starter, but can not be a huge step back uh, if one of those guys gets injured. And, you know, they still have DeAndre Baker, which we don't know how he's, how that uh, return time frame is going to happen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are some definite question marks there. And we're going to start to see things here, not right off the bat in free agency, I don't think, but pretty soon there in the second wave, I think, is where you're going to see the Chiefs start to, to have some rumbling. So keep it peeled. What, what I want to know, and, and really quick before we go, what do you think that the free, free agency is going to be like this offseason? Because with the bloodletting that's about to happen, I can't imagine you're going to see as many free agent deals, huge deals, happening is normal i just don't know how it's going to shake out i can get down with that i also think it's going to be prolonged because i think you're going to see a bunch of guys get released all at once and they're going to be those that fall to second priority and so i think that's going to extend like that first wave a a bit and quite frankly it's going to extend the second wave too because there are guys that will be available in the second wave of free agency that probably would not have been off of a roster at all if this were a normal year so Options are available, and I think that's really going to be the key for it. Tomorrow, we're going to talk with Nate Tice of The Athletic and Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. Talk a little bit of draft, a little bit of not only what Patrick's deal means, but how it helps them get ready for what they have to do, not only in free agency, but that draft as well. Make sure that you checked out Locked On NFL. There's a lot of great stuff going on over there as well. We hope that you had a great weekend and survived a weather across the country. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.